0: Greetings everyone. Welcome, welcome. This is the Elm City Lit Fest podcast. The Elm City Lit Fest is a celebration of literature, literary arts, and literary artists of the African diaspora. I'm Ife Michelle Gardine, the founder of Elm City Lit Fest, and I welcome you this evening. And our guest this evening, I'm very excited to say, is Anna Niakana. <laughs> Anna, welcome, welcome, sis. Thank you,
1: thank you, Peace Queen. I'm excited to be here.
0: I am so excited to have you here. Anna was one of our featured authors at the Elm City Lit Fest on Saturday, September 11th, and we had to have her back because her book, I'm tell y'all, her series is exciting. So I'm gonna read your bio a little bit, and then we could get to chatting and. Hmm. Anna's Anna and Nia Khanna is an award-winning, best-selling author, motivational speaker, and entrepreneur. She got business happening, y'all. <laughs> Businesses. Thank you. And have that multiple stream of income. H- get your hustle on. There we go. <laughs> She's the owner of Nia, Naya Zuri Books. Naya or Nia? Naya. Naya Zuri Books and Naya Zuri Studios. Anna was born in Berlin, Germany, in 1986 to a Ugandan father and German Moldavian mother. Her family immigrated to the United States in in early 90s, settling in Stanford. So she's home. She's a home girl from I know CT. It. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> and Anna is now like you got a journey. Let's talk about your journey because it's a it's a long bio. I could go into it, but you, mm. you you're Connecticut grown, yes, and a sister, and yes. let's let's talk because this series naya zuri and the pharaoh's throne this the beginning of it the beginning series what i love about this book is the the purposeful intent of the name so let's get into it your inspiration how you started and then
1: questions Absolutely. So we're talking about the beginning, the purposeful intent of the name. Nayazuri means beautiful purpose in Swahili. So the intention is for children to understand that they have the ability to be purposeful. And what is this purpose? What does that mean? It's the driving force of your life force. It is what essentially is your true north, your internal compass for you on your own personal journey and pathway to becoming who it is you are meant to be. And you are meant to be who you declare yourself to be.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It is so encouraging and inspiring. And and Naya Zuri is so inspir the girl is like <laughs> motivational. Like she get she gets them Gonzalez twin brothers going.
1: Oh like, yeah. So you've been reading. Yes.
0: What? Let's go. Let's go. Let's you know? go.
1: She is fearless. Um,
0: so I wanna so how did you, how did the story come to you? Mm. and and how is it evolving let's talk about that
1: absolutely so the story really is based on my childhood it's based on my friends and I going outside and using our imaginations to be creative and Nyazuri, Zuri if you haven't figured it out yet is loosely based on me I was a tomboy growing up I still very much am in a lot of ways I just put you know some earrings on these days uh but essentially I have two older brothers so I was always ripping and running mostly with the boys doing fun things, climbing trees, you know, just having all sorts of adventures and really the creativity that is, that really fueled our imagination was also to assist us to escape and Mm -hmm. to deal with the traumatic situations that were going on around us in our environment. So I feel that um, the arts is such a beautiful way to truly nurture, a child's creativity and really their spirit, regardless of anything that may be occurring in their life, it keeps them expressing versus becoming numb to the things that they may be encountering. Wow. It it definitely
0: as you go along this story, it just I can't tell you every page, every page <laughs> my um read it with my nine year old cousin. Yes. And um, I don't know if she was like initially like mm, but then it, 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 it picks up. It starts moving along. Mm-hmm. And taking young people on a, a journey. Yes. A journey. Let's talk about the journey. And I really, like, how does it progress? Like, from this book to the next book to the next book? Yes. Was it your, was it your experiences? What, what was it?
1: So it's a mix of my wild imagination, which I still have. Uh, my upbringing, who it is that I am, right? Being a woman of the world and so many nations and really understanding that it's important that our culture and our heritage is truly taught, not just at home, but also in the classroom. So the story was meant to not just be something that's read at home, but also something that students and administrators can really build into their curriculum. That way, our stories, our true understandings and our history that is usually not taught to us um, as youth actually have the opportunity to plant those seeds early on. So the story starts, how to take it back home and start with the origin of all origins and begin this sci-fi exploration back in Africa. So I began with Kemet or ancient Egypt. And we have Nyazuri and the twins. Shout out to Hugo Miguel Gonzalez. And they are just on this wild adventure. (laughs) Actually, let me back up. First, they accidentally go back to the Triassic period because they find this map. They don't know what they're doing. They read this like crazy incantation. And then the next thing you know, they're, bloop, you know, running away from a T-Rex and trying not to get their heads chopped off. Then some more order and some more structure come in without giving it too much away. And Naya's um, homeroom teacher ends up being an explorer herself. She, they go to this school called Xavier and Xavier Elementary. So Naya's teacher and a couple of the other administrators at the school are actually one of the original power of three. The power of three being the three spirited um, explorers that are constantly utilizing the map and going through history to not only preserve it, but to also highlight it and show how all of the stories that we originate from, not only is it something to revisit because you should know yourself and you should know your history, but we truly wouldn't even exist today if it wasn't the case. So it's also to ensure that um, children find ways to see how they can over like overcome obstacles and challenges because now they're getting the opportunity to see Prince Tut, who's only eight or nine years old. And how does he become pharaoh of this kingdom at this age? His father passes, mysteriously, no one knows what happens to him, and he becomes a child ruler. How is that possible? What are the things what are the characteristics that you need to hold within your own spirit to be a leader in your own life, young boy or young girl? Like It's actually possible. It's nothing so far-fetched. And if you can do it in your own life in any sort of way, you can do it in any space at home, at school, in your community. What sort of strong-minded young people we could actually cultivate here?
0: Right? So what like when I going back again to beginnings and beginnings and beginnings? Mm. When did you start the concept for the book? And and like okay, how 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 was your writing process? Did the story just come? Your imagination and your, your experience, is something you like, like you model it after yourself, but the story
1: comes together. How did that happen? Yes. So the story, I started writing it about five years ago. And at the time I was still working in corporate America. I was taking like two trains, a bus and a car to get to my employer at the time. So I would utilize the time that I have mostly on the train to write my manuscript. And it started off just with an outline, like a bubble chart, and then an outline. I knew I wanted to create a story that had a strong female lead. So I just had to figure out what type of story that I wanted to be. I love sci-fi, I love adventure, and the whole point of making sure I keep history at the core of it, and specifically our history of black and brown, right? All of us that really created the origin of mankind, that we're really at the forefront, we're really spotlighted in ways that's not normally seen. So. I started doing some research, figuring out in the age range in school, like what type of history, what type of countries are normally studied and Egypt kept coming up. Yet Egypt still wasn't even really being clearly taught in a way where when I would speak to students, they Mm -hmm. would tell me, you know, Egypt's in the Middle East. They wouldn't really know what was going on. They haven't. I was like, listen, (laughs) we've got to fix this. I need to make sure our history is taught and it's taught correct. So that was a big indicator to me. And since I did want the story to begin in Africa first, I said, well, this is a perfect beginning. So let me begin the story with really introducing Naya because Naya is the key. Naya Zuri is the key for the whole series. The adventure is one journey. Every adventure, every book will be a different journey. And then The journey really begins, chapter one, with Naya herself. And every character undergoes their own personal transformation and their own personal journey. As the series continues, you see the characters evolve. And it's a great way to really encourage our youth to not stay so put in their ways, to really explore themselves, explore the world, see what it is that they have to offer, and allow it not to be something that changes them, but inspires them to truly grow so
0: speaking of the characters her brother isaiah mm-hmm. um that it was really inspiring to me to have um an other able person represented yeah. i have a nephew that has cerebral palsy mm-hmm. and he feels like yeah everybody everyone thinks he's other able except him mm-hmm. and it was very inspiring to see her brother who wants to learn basketball from Michael Jordan because he will to play basketball in college and he's popular with his dreadlocks. So how did you come to about with bringing that character, uh, having another able ca-
1: character in there? That is an excellent question. And let me tell you something. I have been on a lot of interviews talking about Naya Zuri for the past or five years now, you are the very first person to ask me about Naya's brother, Isaiah, for the record. So thank you for truly reading and understanding how every character, no matter how small you believe their role is, serves a purpose.
0: Ooh. Let me yeah. begin there. How, how, how did you get to bring him in? Like,
1: yeah, so Naya, I absolutely wanted her to have an older brother because I have two older brothers and it, it really feeds more into where she gets a lot of this like strong-minded mentality, which at a young age it can just be seen as masculine energy, but really it's not. You know, we all contain the same hormonal balance. One gender has a little bit more than the other yet. That doesn't mean that you should suppress one over the other. You should allow it to really fuel you into who you are and your characteristics. So I knew she she was gonna have a brother. And I said, you know, I really want to be able to highlight someone who has an amazing ability, regardless of how they were born into this world, that they can see how they can still fulfill their higher purpose, how they can still really truly live a life, regardless of the circumstance. Whereas most people would just pack it up and, you know, uh, tell themselves that now they can't be a part of this club or they can't play the sport or, you know, they're not able to even have the friends or the social life that they want because of a disability. Mm. No such thing as a disability. You have the ability. In fact, you have a super ability. So mm-hmm. Isaiah had to be confident. He had to be someone, um, the character that truly gave Naya inspiration because this is her older brother. So as she was growing up, she's observing her brother as well. And to really have that real-time example for her is a, is a really big reason of how strong-minded she is and where that comes from and her will, and her perseverance, and her mentality of not allowing a situation to really stop her. She always finds a way to problem solve. She finds a way to, to create um, conflict resolutions, and really, a lot of times between the twins, because they're always at each other's necks. Um, <laughs> they're funny. And in the heat of the moment, because their adventures are wild and crazy, and they're always, they're always in, like, it's always a, a crazy adventure. And, um, Their life is usually at stake, yet she understands how to focus. And she gets a lot of that from her brother. Real time, her brother teaches her a lot. And she references him quite a bit in the first half of the first book, Niazor and the Pharaoh's Throne, because he's constantly educating her, giving her knowledge. Real time, life, like common sense, like street smarts, and then also book smarts. Knowledge, Mm -hmm. knowledge that's normally, once again, maybe not taught in the classroom yet something where it begins at home first this is a real-time example of it. So Isaiah is an amazing character, and his character will continue to evolve throughout the series. He wasn't so prevalent in the second book that just released, Niazuri and the Mayan Eclipse, right? We'll get it hey, back. Part two. Yeah, part yes, two. part two, part two right here. Yet he will be back and play more of a prominent role in the third installment. So I have some big plans for him.
0: I'm 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 really glad to hear that because... We often, it it is in society, Mm. Society often thinks of, and I say other ability because um, again, like I said, I have a 22 year old nephew who is (laughs) other ability. He's had cerebral palsy since birth and Mm -hmm. he, he goes horseback riding. He plays sports. Yes. He talks politics and sports, and we got favorite teams. I love it. <laughs> Opinions, yes, <laughs> all the things. Yes. <laughs> he is a strong young black man, and so I was really um, it just warmed my heart to to see the like, and and they bought a new house in the first one.
1: Yes, that's another part of the heart, journey. Man. Yes, they actually they left their. You know their housing projects and they moved to the suburbs so that really is how the story begins and that was my storyline it didn't happen for me until i got to high school yet i grew up in the projects in stanford they don't exist anymore because they were bulldozed yet that's where i grew up and then from the, at the same point i had a shift i had an opportunity my family and we moved more to the suburbs of stanford and with that said i was exposed to two different worlds right i had different neighbors i had different schools that had different resources now Um, I had people that, you know, didn't speak the same as me or eat the same foods as me. And I had to, you know, once again, create like a whole new group of friends and really understand who it is that I am, regardless of my environment. Yet I also understood, and this is something Naya understands, that with that shift in my external environment, I now had more opportunities in life that uh, were closed off to me because of the resources now um, and just because of the accessibility of places and services and things of that sort. And that's something I didn't take uh, for granted. And that's something that Naya doesn't take for granted. She at first is really lamenting the fact that she has to start all over and make new friends and doesn't know anyone and she's going to go to a new school. And then she realizes like, no, like the Empress has arrived. She has that royal mentality of knowing who she is. That
0: line (laughs) is golden when she sees the the lion head door knock knocker door. She's like, oh, the Empress has arrived. And nobody's coming to this door without you <laughs> the, the youth, they she felt protected. I love the like the the things that are intertwined, the messages that are intertwined in that.
1: Thank you. And
0: that that a uh, a move doesn't always have to be um traumatic or like just just uh, like she, you said, she was lamenting it. And her brother was like, well, what's
1: next? Right?
0: What I'm about we to gonna sign do? up with this.
1: <laughs> I'm about to be on the captain of this basketball team. What's up? Like, he was already. He was ready. He was
0: ready. And then you, you're hearing them t- talk in the car. And then when they're getting out of the car, and he's doing wheelies in the rain with his wheelchair. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's stunting. Oh, yeah. What's your other ability? I I love it. Yes, absolutely. And so, um, and when you, so um, when you talk to school systems, like, and for uh, to to put the add this onto curriculums, is that something that also a part of other ability that you have intertwined in it or included? Is it something that's mentioned?
1: It's absolutely mentioned, and I have in my curriculum and the points of. Really, the whole Nyazuri series and all the different discussions, the conversations that is going to open children up to and students up to, right? Um, that's one of the that's one of the speaking points that are very really important and vital because um, a lot of children, you know, act out of ignorance. They don't know how to treat another that may have an other ability. I always love to say, "Don't diss my ability." Oh, yeah, don't diss my ability. I did a lot of. Uh, I did a lot. Oh yeah, I can't take credit for it. There is um there is a youth that I had been working with doing some community work in Stanford years ago, and it, they had it on a t-shirt. And I was like, I love this t-shirt.
0: Oh man. <laughs>
1: remember that for lifetime. So I want to get that for I, my nephew. Yeah, don't miss my ability, not <laughs> don't disability, but don't my ability.
0: Ability. They, they, You know, if people start talking differently, acting differently. <laughs> it's not necessary. It's and, really it, necessary. It, and it yeah. carries over to, to, to the young people. So what are your other ventures on the
1: Okay, so we'll talk about it. We talked about the first book. Nyazuri and the Mind Eclipse just dropped. It's almost been four weeks, not quite, so I'm super, super excited because the adventure continues. And now they're going back to ancient Maya. And children are getting an understanding of how this knowledge really flowed from the river Nile and was carried on, right? Through us as a people as we continue to spread throughout the lands, and we actually carried over this knowledge of astronomy, of science, of music, of traditions, of spirituality. It wasn't completely wiped away. If you really pay attention and you look at all the ancient kingdoms, you can see all the similarities and you can see the roots that they all spring from. So that's really such an exciting pinpoint for the Mayan eclipse because Hugo and Miguel already are super excited because they're like, "Wow, well, we're going to learn about our heritage because they come from that Heritage, I, don't, I'm, I leave it very open. I don't uh, give them a specific nationality because I want all children to be able to identify with them of any sort of Latin or Hispanic or Hispaniola descent. And um, I didn't want to just box them in and say they were from a certain country. So with that said, they do have that heritage. So for them, they're thinking, oh, we're going to go back. We're going to learn about us. And they're confronted with essentially learning their true history, learning the history of their peoples. And the people, other people that came in, and you know, came and so, caused um, the shifting, right? The diaspora is yeah. Came crazy. and caused the shifting, and infiltrated, and came and took a lot of the riches, and you know, took the customs, <laughs> and um, what that that ripple wave and that that shock wave that it sent through through the nations, um, from the Maya nation to the Aztec nations to the Inca's nations, you know, they all came under that conflict, um, from, you know, the Latin, um, heritage. And so that was something that the twins had to also confront within themselves. And, you know, is able to really, uh, be a sound voice for them to understand that it's not so much about, um, carrying on like the pains or the devastation of our ancestors, but recognizing who it is that we are and then taking that conscious choice to create who we are going to be today. Right. Yes. So-
0: and, that was, and that
1: was not an easy subject matter to put in this book. I'm like, how do I talk about this without uh, demonizing another group of people when really at this point in time, uh, this was the way of the world? S- exploring, taking from that which that wasn't yours in the first place, um, putting your name in your country's flag on top of it. You know, a lot of blood was spilled. A lot of people were taken early. Um, a lot of things were stolen and not just physical things. So it's like, how do you really introduce these understandings to young people without um, staining their mind on their own ancestry and history and opening up the conversation, opening up the conversation to really understand the ways of the world, what things could have been done differently, what things did occur understanding it, and then choosing to move forward with that knowledge.
0: Absolutely. And what I, because I just got through one, so. <laughs> yes. but, and I got to keep harping on it, but I love how you in, intertwine also um, uh, games and, and fun in it. Like the, the crocodile hippo game. Ooh. And the uh, Swimming, the tr- <laughs> my
1: prince, and he's popping up, right? Yes, they have this crazy adventure on the River Nile. Because listen, they're kids. Like Tut is a royal son, but he's a kid. He's only eight. They want to have fun, right? So they're in this river, and the crocodiles are coming out, and it's it is wild. And if you love that adventure, the mind Eclipse is not. Every chapter is without giving too many spoilers, every chapter is a cliffhanger. That's one of my personal writing styles. I love the suspense of the adventure, the suspense. Yes. I want you to keep reading. Like, can I please read more? Ch- can you imagine a parent is like, but mommy, I just want to read. It's like, yes. You can
0: stay. Yes. That's a, yes. yes. Stay up Liter- Literature, literary arts, and literary <laughs> artists. The the lit part is is about literacy and all and reading all things and for all people. Yes. Because this is an education for all children. It really is. I mean, I, like I said, the game, That's that was a pull-in as well for a young person because mm-hmm. um, he's like, Tuck was eight. So he was like, oh, I got this game. More people to play with. But mm-hmm. Boaz was like, oh no, children, whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: be over here waiting but i don't uh. (laughs) like how do you follow your royal duty and you also have to let the kid be a kid at the same time
0: (laughs) and and the the assignments that they get from the teacher
1: yes
0: okay Mm -hmm. that's coded yes like that that leads that lends to the mystery as well and like oh it, there's some I, without giving the story away because I want people to buy the book. It's yes. just, it's here. <laughs> Thank you.
1: And
0: look at these children. Look how cute these children are. <laughs> They're adorable. <laughs> Thank you. So, what is next for Nizarie Productions for for Anna?
1: Yes. Yeah, so that's an amazing question. Building on the lit literacy is now taking these amazing adventures and these stories and this empowerment from literacy to this digital screen right here. So I have been working on the animation for a little over a year now. Adventures with Naya Zuri is the anticipated cartoon series. And it's almost complete. I'm in the final step of production now. And I'm also in the process of pitching it to networks and also just Having the conversations of really getting it out there. So, whomever wants to really partner to get this out, it'll also be released as an animated short film and it will be accompanied by its own original soundtrack that I'm also co producing. So, we're keeping the sounds of us, the images of us, the words of us really all focused on spreading the understanding of diversity, of culture, of representation for all children, right? Beginning with us and expanding it to all because it, we really have to make sure that we don't ignore the beginning. You can't talk about what's happening now without truly going to the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And with that understanding, Nyazuri is just beginning. Uh, This empire, this movement, this tribe, and you are officially a part of the tribe, by the way, Michelle. So welcome to the Nyazuri tribe, we love you. Thank you for your support. We're gonna keep on building, we're gonna keep on building up in all of our spaces because Niazer, it really is a movement. It's an understanding of purpose and how we all need to really contribute to that work as a collective, as a community, as a global community, as a global family, and um, the reasons of why, right? Because it's not about you and I anymore. We've we've, we've, we've taken it all in that we can. Ooh, now it's really meant for us to give, yeah. give back, give alongside, give forward. So Niazer is just beginning the animation, the music, and then We'll see from
0: there. Okay, and as a mother, okay, you have what two sons, right? Yes, who are sleeping. We hope. <laughs> I <I'm> hope so.
1: I put them bed early. Like Mama's got to work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how old are they? And what has it? How how has it been for them? Like, do they realize like mommy's doing something? Mm-hmm. Or are like, I need you over here.
1: Yes, so they are three and six, and it really has clicked to them that mommy is really living the life that she's always wanted to live. When I was stretched in between and doing what I'm doing now, while also putting fifty hours in in corporate America, you know, it, it was tough. It was tough, and they saw me being excited about my dreams, but but only being able to truly live them to an extent. Now, especially my oldest, he really sees mommy truly living her dreams. My dreams are now not just something I'm thinking about or praying about or hoping to get to or only able to do on a vacation day because I have the PTO time, but really living, it's my reality now. And um, the pride that I know that they have in me is, it really, adds, it really fuels me. It fuels me dearly um, because I'm a real life example for them now. And children really do learn more from what they see than from what you tell them. So for them to see it firsthand, I know that they know that they have the ability. They know they have the ability to walk in their path, regardless of their circumstance, regardless of what they think they have to do. They can choose to do what they are called to do. And they'll be called to do what they declare is meant for them. They can do that. They don't have to wait for validation anywhere else. Doesn't matter if they get a bunch of no's, you know, I mean, manuscript, How many people, my editors like tore my manuscript up. They wanted Naya to not have this crazy curly hair. And, you know, like they, there are so many things. <laughs> Listen, I had so many doors um, that didn't want to open for me at first. And uh, and yet I persisted. And uh, that determination, I know, is something that my sons um, will inherit. And uh, something that all readers um, and really anybody in the tribe will inherit because I'm not different from you and I'm not different from anybody else on this live or anyone else that will watch this replay, anyone else that's going to read these books or see the cartoon. We all have the capability. It's just a matter of truly declaring it for ourselves. We have circumstances that pull us away from our true selves. And a lot of it is because we don't know who we are. Mm-hmm. And that's once again why I started the series. You can't know where you're going if you don't know where you're from.
0: And, and let's let's talk about you know because that that makes everything more meaningful as a mom, as a mother, and as a mother of color. Because let's face it, girl, whoo, as the babies get older, <laughs> we got stuff to deal with. And and I feel that the information in your literature and what you're putting out there um, will help everyone. Mm-hmm. Again, LitFest is literary arts, literary artists and literary arts of the African diaspora for everyone. We don't get it, a lot, uh, many generations didn't, didn't get any Af- uh, familiar with African-American literature until they got older, until they were adults, maybe. Mm-hmm you know or later in life and um and now you know everybody it's like everybody want to be black till it's time to be black (laughs) so what was the leap like for you because you said you were in corporate america um you know not to give up your your, give your resume too much but like what was it what got you to the point with like i'm just gonna go Mm. what was the leap like you know
1: there are ah. a lot of it was really an accumulation mm-hmm. once I started pouring more into my purpose once the book was complete once I got one school to call me back once I did one author event once I filled my first PO order for a school once I did my first interview it started accumulating and me really speaking it, once you st- truly start living in your purpose, it's hard to just turn it off. That fire, right, it starts with, like, a little glow, and then it burns a little bit brighter, and it burns a little bit brighter, and then you kind of just become, like, a blaze, right? You're, like, set on fire. Like, literally, girl on fire. Shout out to Alicia Keys, Like, you become a blaze. And that's what essentially was happening with me and my purpose. I'm sitting in this cubicle, taking PTO days off to go and live my purpose, then coming back to the cubicle. It's like I'm punching in, punching out. It's like life on, life off. Life on, life off. And, um, you know, it's this duality. Yes, you need to be able to provide for your family, which was important for me. yet I also knew that i I wasn't truly living my life. You know, this is the one that you got at a time, and you truly are here to fulfill it. And um, it became such a, it just became something that I couldn't ignore anymore. My passion, and my purpose was something that was really, keeping me up every night. So I was up till like three, four o'clock in the morning, sleeping a couple hours and getting up and going to work and dropping the kids and you know, getting into this routine. And then really the quarantine was a big blessing. So really, I could actually shout out to that. The quarantine and uh, being able to have that commuting time and being able to have more of that home life balance all of a sudden, and I said, wait a minute, I have more time in the day to do like my purpose work. Cause I call it purpose work. I'm like, wait a minute here. I can use this lunch break to do an interview, I can send emails, I can do a virtual visit with these kids in Canada during my, you know what I mean? Like in the morning, because I don't, I'm not sitting in traffic for two hours anymore. It's like, wait a minute, let me go even further. And that's when I said, you know what? This is really the life that I'm meant to live. And I want to fulfill the calling. You know, a lot of us are called to actually do this work. I call it light work, yet not everybody answers the call. I feel that Naya Zuri, all of her experiences Believe me, they're actually a lot of my own. And um, I realized that the elements of what I was missing that I put in this character, I do have now. And I have a responsibility to not ignore the call. So it really became more of an accumulation. It wasn't really just a single event. I can give some examples yet to truly be honest with myself. It became something I couldn't ignore anymore. And then I started planning. I started planning, I made my exit strategy. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Okay, let me save up this and the next egg here. Let me continue the work here. If I'm exhausted, for a few months, I'm exhausted. I'm just going to do what I can, made my plan, and then finally made my clean break. And I haven't looked back since. And now the movement has grown. And now it's almost a niazari nation at this point and beyond um, because I'm not stopping. <laughs> I'm no longer giving 50 hours to somebody else. I'm truly giving it to myself, to my purpose. And I have to thank my creator for for giving me the understanding of who it is that I am and really the power and the goddess energy of declaring myself to be.
0: Absolutely, girl. <laughs> I totally, totally agree. With that. I feel like, um, you know, the first year of Lit Fest, we had to go virtual, mm. um, and it and, and 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 we started this podcast. So <laughs> I get to meet yeah. more people globally. I mean, we we wanted to fe- we our intention is was to feature is to feature. Local, regional, and global artists of the diaspora, and it truly has happened. And we, and we were able to have a live celebration this year. But like, I love doing this podcast and meeting great people, and then mm-hmm. talking more in depth with folks about their process and and how they get there and the leap, girl. That faith, that like you said, your purpose work. Yes, and it doesn't feel like work. No, like and 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 that gets to a question a question a topic maybe talk about a little because um, I, I don't want to use the word obstacle, but the <laughs> challenges, if you may okay. of um, when you when you decided to go all in and do it. And also, you know, there are folks close and not so close and we and people fall off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, without any deep, but did you experience some of that? And how? What was your? Well, you your your work is your motivation, but how how was it for you getting through that?
1: It truly really was uh, revealing, revealing of how much I really am about what I say I am about. You know, you can't just step out on faith or surrender in faith and something that you actually are not faithful about right a lot of people talk about ideas a lot of people like to talk about things they want to do and then even if the opportunity presents itself they don't always take it because they don't actually believe in what they're saying so really that was a big confrontation was do is this really my purpose am i really about this is this really what I want to dedicate my life to? And the answer was very clearly, yes, yes, and yes. And it didn't matter how many no's I got. I knew that I was going to continue in this work and that it was going to be everything that I envisioned it was going to be. I was truly going to manifest it and it's happening right now, presently. And um, it's a sheer sheer blessing and, and a showing and a revealing of determination and discipline and consistency first for yourself because everything starts at the root, right? So really believe it in yourself, declaring yeah. it for you. And it's not about waiting for a co-signer. You really signing for yourself, you declaring something is, and it actually being you saying who it is that you are and you actually being simple as that. Simple
0: as that child. Cause you know, like there were, just in my personal journey for a Lit Fest mm. there were surprises along the way. Yeah, from from friends and well, so called friends and some relatives. Mm. Like, you doing a Black Book Festival in New England. Yeah, there's Black people here, <laughs> <laughs> right? But, but and not getting the full grasp of this is for this information, mm-hmm. this platform that is being created is for everyone to for for the the culture of the african diaspora to be shared Mm -hmm. for the talent the words and the stories Mm -hmm. because these stories like not taught everywhere not i mean it would be wonderful to get your book like in the middle of wisconsin somewhere or in that damn state of Kentucky where they trying to be crazy right now. Right. And <laughs> And Texas. Like, folks, the more I feel like the more we know about ourselves, the, mm-hmm. the better we feel about our place in the world. Yes. And the more others know about our culture and our contributions and our talents, mm-hmm. the less the less uh threatened they feel
1: absolutely and the less ignorance here's the thing our true story hasn't been told yet Mm -mm. it hasn't been told yet we're telling it now those of us that are choosing to really step into it yet it hasn't been it hasn't been told yet there's so much misinformation so many things that are misleading so many things that are you know meant to hide and disclose and everything because it truly would empower us it would unlock us if kids really know about their true like genetic markers and who it is that they hail from do you know like how they would walk with their chests up and their head up and their spirits high because they know nefertiti was their great grandmother times you know a million point five like do you understand that energy If more eight-year-old black
0: children knew that Tutankhamen had became king at eight years
1: old, at eight years old, and they look just like him, and he has an adventurous spirit and loves to you know loves to play and loves to have fun, yet uh, also understands that he can be a leader and be responsible as a child. Well, it gets kids kind of out of childish ways for a long time, to- you know, for an extended time, which you know can kind of even carry into adulthood, and it truly inspires them to really take accountability for themselves. Be more aware of who you are in this world. What is it that you have to contribute? Because you're a child, you don't just get like a ticket to do nothing. You know I mean, children are truly changing this world that we don't know about? Who have done it in the past and who are doing it presently?
0: Despite the disparities. Yes. Despite being not believed in constantly or, or being in school and told because you may have an alternate way of learning because <laughs> mm. children just have some children have an alternate way of learning yeah. and they, and oh Toots in Common they were there when his daddy when they heard his daddy dying like girl that, that paid, sense. yes that yeah. part of the story right there the support they were there to support him when they knew they hear it happening this child is going through some stress like they're in, in, I'm reading this in all kinds of just uh social services all just mm. a plethora of of ways that this that your book can be used utilized for so much so many things mm. you know I would like my social worker friends to see it <laughs> yeah. In addition to the educators, but like people working with kids in foster care. Mm. Because that um the children in this, all the children, all the characters in this, the the inner strength. And there's always those one or two adults that are your guides. Yes. Like Miss Riley. Is it Miss Riley? Miss Ridley. Ridley. Yeah. Miss Ridley. Yes. Ridley. Shout and
1: out Ridley.
0: the crossing guard. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what's about the cross guard yet.
1: Oh, you're about but to find out here. in the second book.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the principal, you're about to find out in the second book. Everyone plays a part, you know, us as elders, us as the historians in our communities, right? In our homes, in our communities. Like, it's really, it really is up to us to lead that blueprint, to guide the next generation. That was, that's not just for a fairy tale. That's not just for a, a book. That truly is like a charge to all of us to truly awaken to that responsibility. And like I said before, uh, our story has not been told. So I'm here to tell it. How about you? Oh, my gosh.
0: So how it um, you're, you have a publishing company? Yeah. <laughs> Nice. How did these things come out of book? Okay. I have to do that because you wanted to do your own
1: work or what, how did it happen? Oh my goodness. It happened with me really taking my life into my own hands. I attempted to go the traditional route with publishing. I submitted my manuscript to dozens and dozens of publishing companies, very large scale, independent, everything in between. I got a lot of great responses, yet they wanted me to truly change like a lot of the fundamental things in the story that it was not something I would negotiate. And then I also got a lot of no's. Like we love the story, but you know, do you have to go to Africa first? We love the story, but do you need to have a black character? We love the story, but it just doesn't It just doesn't fit with what we're working on right now. And I'm looking at your catalog of what you have as far as children's books, and there's no representation, I'm like, ah, uh, okay, I see where you guys are focused. Okay, that's fine. Uh, We're just not aligned. So after getting the no's and the maybes and could you's, I really had to pray and meditate on it. and, And I created my own pathway. I created the pathway so I could keep the integrity of who Niazuri is as a character and who the story is supposed to touch and the true purpose of what the series is supposed to do. And I truly gave myself that charge to create that pathway and that opportunity for myself. When I saw that at the time, the certain individuals or organizations, it was just not lining up. When something is not lining up or not aligning because of external factors, does that mean that it's not true? Does that mean that it's not meant to be? Does that mean that it's not valid or a great idea or a great product or a great service? Or is it simply that you need to internally create that possibility and that's what i did oh
0: you are so (laughs) (laughs) blessed!
1: not knowing what i was doing i really did not know what i was doing at first i used like a third party service to assist me with publishing it i didn't know that they actually maintained a certain piece of control of it you know and like cost and things of that sort so i do have a business degree i'm like wait a minute let me actually let me figure this thing out i really want to have complete control over my intellectual property I want to be the one to say what I want to do with it, where it's available, what countries, what distributors, to set the price mark. If I want to put it on sale, if I want to give it away for free, what do I want to do? You know, I'm going to, I'm absolutely going to now create this and start formulating this. Let me get my business. Let me get my business together. This is my life. So that's how, uh, as that awakening started happening, I then created the new pathways to launch Nyazuri Books, which is now my own book imprint. 100% owned by myself. And uh, something that, like we were discussing before the interview started, long term, I will be publishing other authors and continuing the stories of representation and supporting authors that are here also to tell our stories. For right now, though, I've got to build this empire up. Nyazuri and everywhere else, uh, it's going to expand. Yet I'm laying the groundwork for that.
0: Okay. So, what would be your. a sentence you would want to share in, as a remembrance or a legacy for yourself?
1: For myself?
0: Or for your empire oh that you're building. <laughs>
1: Ooh, Naya Zuri. <sighs> Naya Zuri. Giving the keys to the youth and the world to unlock themselves. Wow. We'll start there wow otherwise this live will go on for eight hours I'm girl
0: <laughs> you are so very inspiring anna i'm so blessed to have met you i i really feel good i'm so glad I'm like oh yeah uh, and shout out to is it plug star
1: yes shout out to plug star shout out to plug star my pr yeah. They are amazing. Michelle is constantly looking and finding. And we have been strategizing for months. We're like, the book, the second book's about to drop. What are we going to do? We really have to make sure now that the world is opening up more and we're outside, like, what can we do to really get involved in the communities? This, the Elm City Lit Fest was such an amazing event. I have to just pause and really salute you and everybody that put it together, the vision that came through, and everyone that it brought out was such a great example of those of us that are here to truly share knowledge and support each other in our individual purposes. It was a much success. I know it's only the beginning, yet much success. We play a pivotal role and we all play a role. And that's what it is. It's like, we have this, there's this grand puzzle. It's literally not one, one of us don't take up this entire puzzle. It's billions Mm -mm. of us. Mm -mm. We all have a piece. We all have a part in this grand puzzle this grand design of humankind and progression and life itself are you going to sit out are you going to place yourself in and that's what elm C lit fest truly was it was such a um place marker of everybody choosing to place themselves in for that event for that understanding for that support so much success to you and uh,
0: we appreciate your 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 participation and support of it and what is next for you? Like, where are you going to be next? Like, where, where is the? Where can we get the books? Did you? You know, I always have to shout out people. Get ready books. Yeah. Um in new haven so i hope they i hope they have they have the first they one should,
1: they have the first one they're getting the second one i'm working on doing an event with them so i should be doing an event soon and you can just go to my website www.ananayakana.com and order my books from there you can leave the name of the child or whomever you're purchasing the books for in the checkout box and i will personalize and autograph the books and send them to you so amazon can't do that all right i will actually do that and I feel like it's such an encouragement to, to any young reader, especially when they see their name in the book. They feel like it's something already for them, special in here, to discover for themselves. So it's such an encouragement for them um, to really gain that love of literacy if they don't have it already. So go to my website. Uh, keep up with me. All social media. I put it on here, on, at Nyazuri, And you can see what's happening. What am I doing? What's coming up? There's a lot of other secret projects and things that are opening up that I can't quite say yet. So just keep up with me. Just know I'm continuing the work and I'm grateful for all the support.
0: And yes. And we want to shout out to um, our our Facebook people that listen, look, watching us, Michael Twitty and Malachi Easton. Michael Twitty said his son works at Netflix. Okay. Hit a girl up. Hit a girl a call up. up.
1: Get <laughs> a call. I'm ready.
0: We're going to hold you to it. We're going to
1: hold you um, to
0: it. And, and everyone, 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 please like, if you are on Facebook and you, ain't, you I, we you don't have a comment, but you can share it with your friends, send it out, send it out on YouTube as well. share, share it, share it. and 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 go on Anna's website, go in her on her uh, Facebook, her um instagram, share, share the information. that's a, uh, that's a way to spread the that, that's how we get it out there. We gotta share the wealth, spread the news, spread the word. And, and of course, you know, Bayo Bobtree Studios is my ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, or die. Shout out to Rev Kev for keeping us on and popping. Thank you, Kev. <laughs> so go on Bayo Bobtree Studios TV to also um, share this, this video for, for future use. And Anna will be sending it to you Thank you very much everyone for tuning in to um I guess season 2 Ooh. episode 1 of Elm City Lit Fest <laughs> the podcast blessings to everyone I'm Ife Michelle Gardine and we'll see you next time peace and blessings